What's up, everybody? I am back. And when I say back, if you've never heard me before, it, I think the last time I posted was last year in September. But as the world was crumbling around us and things were changing, and some people lost their livelihoods and people had to adjust and make do with their lives, I decided to make some changes in mine as well. And we'll talk about those either now or sometime. But today I do want to talk about a little bit of catching up just so we can be brought up to speed and why your failures, as long as you stayed on the path and got back up, are probably your biggest success. Let's go ahead and get this started. to you now with the podcast hey dad this life and if you want to know why it's hey dad this life well i've been a dad for the last 19 and a half years and my son's about to be 18 as well and what do i do after being dad i mean i guess i'll always be dad but uh kind of lost my job a little bit because the little suckers don't really need me as much anymore but moving on I hope everybody's doing great. I hope uh, everybody's feeling fine. And uh, if you have any problems, remember, everything's resolvable. And we just have to keep moving on. Um, it's kind of like agreeing to disagree type of situations. Sometimes it is what it is, and we just get past it. We, if we hang on it, we're going to live there, okay? So we don't want to live in the past, and we don't want to hang on our attributes that keep us down to keep us from doing the things we want. Okay, so through my steps and through my journeys, uh, over this time frame, I ended up going to real estate classes and took the test and passed and got my broker's license for Colorado. Um, so that's some, probably one of the biggest things that, that changed for me. Um, so I'm a licensed broker now in Colorado. But um, things aren't always what they seem when you think you know what you're getting into. Although I did a lot of research. And but it is as big as they say it is. It is as hard as they say it is. It is as heavy on your mind if you're good or you want to be good at what you do in keeping up with things that change on a weekly basis. Imagine you have a job and you do something a w for one week or even two weeks. Hell, let's give you a month. One month in, you're doing something a certain way. And then the next month, everything changes all the rules changes okay and so the rules change in how things have to be done so you have to keep up with that the market changes with how you negotiate contracts 
So you have to keep up with that. You can't just stay doing things the same way. You know, we, we, from from contract to contract, you're going to change things. But whenever the market changes, everything changes. Seller's market versus buyer's market, where your leverage is. But let's move on past real estate. All right. But in the fact of going and uh, approaching that to uh, become an associate broker in Colorado, it was it was kind of a scary task because I haven't been to school in a really, really long time. And I was just thinking, wow, am I going to be able to remember rise all this stuff am i going to be able to remember everything i'm learning right now and just holding on to this content uh everything's new all new vocabulary um so anyways just dove into it tried to follow tracks of making sure your mind's strong and things are good and then just um when you're when you're learning something new and you haven't did it in a while there's there's ways of now to hack the way you learn um, brain foods and things like that, which, which just change everything. You know, the studies done on people on how you learn and what works and what don't, you know, that repetition stuff, uh, is fine for some people, but it repetition doesn't work in finding the true meaning in what you're trying to learn. So, you know, these are things you want to retain and know how to use them and know how to, um, use the logic into whatever you're getting into. So, you know, I started reading books, um, doing trying to do things eat a little bit better drink water do things at this certain time of the day every day you know and have a have a a time of how I'm keeping track of stuff not to sit down and study too long and take that 30 minute break to kind of let my brain refresh and only go to a certain time frame you know learning all these things of how you should study um so while doing that I started uh looking up success coaches and those type of things like that and seeing learning all these new rules in life and some of them I had already learned but didn't understand the concept of when I learned them I just kind of flat out okay I get that and moved on but didn't really see the big picture and then after reading this book and then reading another book and then they're kind of they'll they'll cross section when you're when you're doing uh analyzation of your of yourself and how you behave and what you do and and literally opening yourself up just naked to admitting yourself to your faults the things you know you might even talk yourself up in certain areas because you might be a little bit less practical in being good in something that you're just normal at like everybody else um and you have to you know you have to admit these things to yourself this is one step forward um you know your faults the things not the things that keep you surviving in life and keep you going strong or or i don't mean like not the fake it till you make it or whatever type of thing, because that's just all about attitude, but learning to understand really what that really means, you know, those type of things. Learning a little bit of information of, of how to be successful, whether it's financially or wealthy in your life, you know, nothing to do with money and happiness, um, emotional intelligence, those type of things. Um, why we do what we do how our brain sabotages us all the time you know we, we we ride this vessel called the human body but what is it really and who are we inside of it uh, you know are we inside of it why are we controlling this body what is the point of it uh, you know you can go get all deep and stuff like that but a lot of it has to do with your success in the future and how your brain works and how your body works and how sometimes you can sabotage the whole system for the instinctual ways of survival to keep you from hurting yourself type of thing. Um, but the only way we make leaps and bounds is to keep leaping and bounding. I mean, that's the whole point. 
right? And you do it at all costs, whether you're learning, whether you're experiencing fear or distrust in yourself or, or any of those type of feelings, that's another direction you end up going when, you're, when you start following down this path. Because so, then you're like, what is fear? You know, and then you start going down the route of analyzing what fear is, what triggers it, um, how to try to control it to where it's not taking over your body because there's a whole system thing that happens when, when you have like fight for, for <clears throat> sorry, when you have flight for life type of scenarios. Um, there's a whole thing that happens that you have no control over and it happens. Um, and these are real things that happen in the body that nobody really teaches you when you grow up. But you should learn to understand anger, what causes pain, emotional pain, sadness. Um, it's real when you're feeling it. It is, it is real when it's happening to you all the time. But you don't actually need to hold on to it. So something like anxiety, which is a huge thing that has just spread across at least the United States. Anxiety in children, in, in, in grown-ups, in just our everyday trying to survive and being. Um, anxiety is a big one. That's a huge one. You know, there's people that have methods of controlling it without prescriptions. There's people that need prescriptions because they don't grasp the concept or their body's just not grabbing that concept either and they need the pills to be normal. So it goes both ways. I'm not against any way. You do what you have to do to take care of you to get you to the right state of mind. And that's, you know, as long as it's not harming you or harming the people around you, or destroying lives. That's that's all it comes down to. Fix yourself when you need it. Celebrate as much as you can and enjoy the people around you more than you enjoy the things around you, you know? And it's okay to have things, you know, don't feel guilty for having too many things. Just make sure your things don't own you. Um, and the easiest test for that is when something happens to that one thing you like, and when I say thing, I'm talking about some inanimate object you know, uh, your favorite shoes, your favorite car, your favorite whatever, game stick, whatever, whatever's going on. I said game stick. That just aged the hell out of me. Um, Xbox controller, whatever you want. You know, those type of things. Um, if it was gone right at this moment, how would you feel about it? Now, I don't mean imagine it. Maybe get rid of it for a little while and see how it really affects you. Have your girlfriend take something that you think you need on a daily basis. That's something you just feel like or something you really love. Have them take it away and not tell you what they did with it. Just have them take it away from you. Now, you may, this may be the easy way of doing it because you know somebody has it and it's there and all you got to do is wait it out. Um, but maybe you can take that to the next step of exploring that further of getting rid of that one thing. Donate it. Um, do a gift drive for it and then donate that money. Do something that's going to help somebody else um, and replace that inanimate object that's in your life that causes you to lose focus of the things that really matter. Because every day is, you know, every day is not promised. Every single day is not promised. Um, every day we go to sleep and we put ourselves in this mode of shutting down for three quarters of our life and three quarters of our day. And then we snap out of it at some point when our battery recharged. It's, it's kind of a weird thing when you really think about it that you, at the end of every day, if you're lucky, you can shut down and wake up refreshed and start a whole new day with your consciousness intact and be able to do it on a regular basis. You know? And then when you start breaking it down like that, you start realizing how much of your time you waste on things that really don't matter or what really matters. Because... 
when it is all over, if and when you get there, you will. It's not a matter of if, I guess, unless they invent some kind of magic pill that makes you live forever. But then that's a whole other story. But if you're able to get there and be happy, I think that's the biggest win. You know, because when you're happy, it's a moment. And you got to realize happiness is just a moment, just like fear is and just like anxiety is. Um, But there's what I was getting to is basically as I started reading one book led me to another book to control one thing. And the next thing I realized, I start seeing the bigger picture, the full circle, because you start at one point that just says, how do I get better at this one thing? And then that one thing adds something to it, says, if you do this and control this, and then it kind of breaks off like a tree. And then you start working on these other things. And, and eventually you get to the point where you feel like you're kind of making a full circle and things are starting to make sense of something you read two months ago. And now, you know, you read it two months ago, but it just, it will, you understood it, you retained it, but it wasn't clear on how that is part of your life. And then you end up reading another book and it ties it perfectly together. When these two authors have never associated themselves with each other, but without each other, it doesn't complete the true story. And that's, that's just crazy amazing about life. You know, and that's the path I'm kind of went on for the last year of trying to figure out why I tick, what makes me tick, and is it important, what's important, you know, what's not important, things to fuss over. I mean, it's okay to still have your little hissy fits, but after a while, when you start realizing what grouchiness is or what that anxiety is, and you start figuring out, you start, you, it starts to become this other entity of you that now you realize you can put away. So the anger, anxiety starts coming and you realize, okay, I don't have anything to fear, no, nothing to have this anxiety over with. So you think, I'll put it away. You know, I'll put it away. I'm not going to waste this energy and the hormones in my body on a feeling that is not real right now. It's just my body is a little off from whatever thing it is that I have not read about yet. But we'll get there. And fear's the same way. To once you identify the trigger that leads to the next trigger that leads to the next trigger and causes this avalanche to make you panic and you leads you to make bad decisions and irrational type of decisions, you can slow down the first trigger and try to stop before you get to that full-blown fear level. And this kind of comes from experiencing new things. You know, if, if you don't like getting out of the house and driving your car, um, maybe work your way to driving your car and go just a little bit farther every time and a little bit farther. And at some point, you're going to realize you're okay with it, and it's it's kind of nice, and then you look forward to it every day, and then you just start doing it, and then it becomes part of who you are. You know, you, you fall in love with something, um, and then we can move on to fall in love with something else. So emptying your cup, once again, bringing emptying your cup so you can fill it back up, because if your cup is full, no matter with what, there's nothing else for you. You cannot re- get any more information. You cannot change anymore. You're full. You're done. Okay, so it's good to, and, and if you're not understanding the, the concept of empty, empty your cup so you can fill it up with new knowledge and new feelings and new uh, moments uh, to kind of feel like life means something, um, it's just experience. When you, when you learn something, realize you haven't mastered that, and you may never. Um, So stay a student and keep retaining more knowledge. So when I was doing martial arts and we did uh, two different martial arts and I got black belts in both of them. But when you begin another martial art, even though you have a black belt, 
if you're not disciplined in that discipline, you can't, I mean, they do it, but it's not an honorable thing, I don't think. I think you should show more humbleness by putting that white belt back on to show that you're ready to learn again, that you're ready to keep learning and learn something new, and that you do not know what's about to happen. So if you can keep that open mind all the time, you can go and graduate high school as a mathematician, but it doesn't mean you know everything about math. You can act like a smartass, and you can maybe be smarter than your friends and turn into that guy or gal, or you can just see it as something you learned in life, and you can use that maybe to help others to fix things in the world and to make life better in the world because you know math. But don't think you just know it at that point because once you get to the top of that hill, you will see there's another big hill right behind it and it's a higher level than you ever realized. And you get to start all over. And that's what it should be. So if you can practice life in the same manner of not being a know-it-all, even though you do know it all, what you believe you know it all, you know your ego's telling you this. So, for example, I, I, I the, my, the podcast, Hey Dad, um, you know, is, is assuming that I'm a dad. Maybe I'm speaking to dads. I'm, I think I'm, I can speak to anybody, whether you're a daughter, dad, a cousin, stuff like that, because not everybody gets the opportunity to have a dad through their life, as I didn't, you know. So where do we get this from? And then you, can you blame a young male that lashes out when he hits his teens when nobody's taught him any of the things he's learned, like fear and anxiety and hate and love, and he, he didn't get to either experience these things? You know, it's like throwing someone into a, a metal concert that's only ever, ever heard a banjo. They ain't going to know what the hell they're experiencing. They may or may not like it. It may be good for them. It may not be good for them. Um, but that's just about the experience. But getting back to the whole point here of the personal journey, what I did learn to not get addicted to it, because you can get addicted to succeeding and learning. And every time you get to another level, you can get a rush out of that and be like, what's next? Feed me more type of thing. But then you forget to do the things that you're learning in the world. You know, if you become a, a great carpenter, but you never build a house, what was the point? Who did you serve? Who did you help? What did you change? Whose life did you assist in? You know, if you go to school to be this great law person or a lawyer, but you don't do anything that's assisting in making people's lives better and correcting the wrongs of the world and helping in the judicial system to make this world a better place, what was the point besides you making that stack of cash that is going to go to whoever in the hell when you die and you just disappear off this world and no one remembers you except maybe a couple of people that remind you as the a-hole that was just you and worked all the time. So, you know, it's okay to get rich. Don't, don't think money is the enemy because that's what the world runs on. And if you have enough of it, Instead of hoarding it and getting addicted to possessions, you should maybe figure out what is enough for you to be happy with whatever it is you acquire or learn from it, because happiness can just be straight from learning something, um, and share with people that may need it around you. You know, I'm not saying you got to go out there and just start giving people $10,000 like people do on TikTok sometimes these days, but all I'm talking about is just make a difference in someone's life. And when you pass by a lemonade stand and you have $100 in your pocket and it's, there's a little girl selling lemonade for a dollar, why not give her $2 for that and make her feel like she's succeeding? 
the $2 mean nothing to you. You could lose that whole $100 bill and go home and it doesn't phase you. It It's like, where was my other pair of white socks? That's all it is to you. So why not by just pull over, get some lemonade, be a nice adult, very respectful, treat her like a professional, give her her $2, tell her she's doing a great job, and enjoy the smile and remember that little girl that you did something at that moment. If you never do anything again, anything, ever, ever, but there's going to be some time and point you need to feel love, happiness, and success at the same time, remember what you did for that little girl, giving you that lemonade. And little does she know did it mean anything except for the fact that, wow, I got 50 cents, but the man gave me $2 or something like that. You know, but for her, that was a win, which moves her to the next level to become an entrepreneur, to, to, big, to build the biggest building in the world, to save humanity, you know, to solve problems like cancer. You just never know. Just because you spent $2 from that little girl and she remembers that for the rest of her life, that if she tried hard enough and sat out there and waited and was patient enough and consistent with the things that she did, someone will notice her and lift her up. And that's what's being a father-like to me. Every day that I've seen my children in the things that they attempt, I watch them grow and almost kind of disappeared myself in the background while I watched them grow. And it was almost three quarters of through where they are now. One is 19, one's about to be 18. Or one's about to be 20, one's about to be 18. Um, three quarters of the way through, I realized and saw the question come back to me of like, what about you? You're, do you realize you're still growing? And I was growing as a father, but it was all outside of me. I, w- I wasn't doing things to keep myself going. I was just being a dad. I was be- trying to be there 24-7 as much as I can for them to assist them in the things that they wanted. I, if they were into it, I bought it. I, w- I was lucky enough in life to be able to spoil my children, but teach them as they learn, not just buy them stuff so they can throw it in the yard and never assist them to see what that actually means and how that affects the world that toy they, they, they fell in love with. You know, my daughter became an artist um, and she's always loved animation. You know, she's always loved art. She's always loved to sing and dance and perform. And that's what she does now. You know, my son has always loved video games like the typical boy, um, you know, but I did throw things at him. I think probably the only thing they got made to do was martial arts when they were young. They both started at like four and a half, five years old. Um, And that was my wife's idea of, you know, I want them to grow up doing something. So they did. Um, And it was great. And then I became a teacher in the same dojo. Um, When my daughter got her yellow belt, I started. And once again, I started as a white belt, so she outranked me for a while. (laughs) Um, But that, that, that was great. I got to participate, do that, and teach that to my kids and and it's something they will always remember and sometimes someday I know it'll mean much more to them when they look back and think about those things um but they're happy children I feel successful about who they become they're very thoughtful of others 
they'll think about others before they think about themselves. It may just be something of their generation or it may have been something I've done. But I tried my best to always be there when they needed me. If they called me from school, I was there within five to ten minutes, no matter what, all the time. And the weirdest thing about that is they have no clue that that's not normal for their parents to be all around all the time, both of them, throughout their lives. But I've had the luxury in life to be able to do that with them and all the way through them growing up. But let's get back to what I'm talking about, the whole Hey Dad experience, because I want you to think about this with your father or where he was, where he is, um, or even the guy in the relationship that's currently your, a father or whatever, anything like that, maybe, maybe the wife of that father, and realize sometimes as a man we kind of forget where we were and what made us happy because we spend so much time loving and giving ourselves to our children that it's easy to forget about ourselves because when you fall in love with happiness and to see your children grow, it's almost like an addiction to where you can just you can literally just sit there and stare at them and be mesmerized by them doing the most simplest of dumb things. Digging a hole, building a castle, putting something together. All that is just it is freaking amazing to watch them grow. Okay? But it, it's hard. It is hard, too. It's mentally hard. It's, there's a lot to it that's very frustrating. Anxiety, patience, all these different things that you need during that time frame. And no one tells you how to do it. That's probably the biggest, scariest part is the uncertainty of something that you totally love to realize that someday it's going to go. And that's a huge moment that I had. Um, but at the same time, when we spend time together now and these little kids are grown up, it's just amazing and so fun. Some of the greatest moments I have is when my family's just together being silly. We, we go for a staycation someplace and we're just kind of, we're in, in still Colorado, but we're just enjoying ourselves. Whether it's dinner, out, and then go walking, we have a good time. And that is amazing to me because it's not something I grew up with seeing people around me or experiencing myself. Um... But next time I want to talk about mindset in anything you do, whether you're a janitor, whether you're a jet pilot, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're, it, whether you're a stay-at-home father or mother, um, no matter what you do in life, we always want to succeed in it, no matter how small it may seem to the rest of the world. At that point in time, it's our life. And it's better to succeed in it and feel happy about what you accomplished that day and go finish your day off versus feeling like losing all the time. But sometimes we do lose. But if we understand and try to think of why we lost and make an adjustment and not follow that path continually, that lose will only make us stronger. Every time you get hit, you'll get tougher. Those type of things. Okay. It'll be the same hit if you keep experiencing the same problem and running head on into it without adjusting. So for the lesson of this one is make sure you're adjusting. Adjust in everything you do. If you're driving to work and the traffic is driving you nuts one day, find another path. Find a better path. The one that has the coffee shop that you like to stop at that, yeah, it's five minutes out of the way, so you got to get up a little bit early, but the coffee is great there. Do that, right? When you're in line and everybody just there and it's taking a long time look up it's beautiful the sky is beautiful it's all a miracle every single one of it we're just blowing around on this little dust ball 
out in the middle of everything where it's, it is just that it's just a miracle that everything in front of you, everything that you are exists right now. That's, it's easier to win the lottery every single day than to create you again in this universe. No matter anything you've done or shit you plan to do, make a correction to be the best you that turns out that somebody remembers that just one person needs to remember and you'll live forever. So I want to say thank you for listening and I will keep uh, posting now. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's me. If I didn't say my name, it's Sonny with the Hey Dad Past and the Hey Dad Podcast. So till then, take care of yourself. Keep killing it.